What's up, everybody? This is Word of a Rebel, and today I want to talk about being a successful real estate investor. Successful real estate investing means getting a knowledgeable agent on your side, somebody who's looking out for your best interest and the growth of your real estate portfolio. Because what a real estate agent can do for you is they can study the trends of the marketplace and find properties for you that are in neighborhoods that you would be most interested in buying, the ones that are really going to yield you the most profit for your purchase. So getting an agent is very important. You want to interview and ask this person about their knowledge on the market, on the neighborhoods, on the areas, what are the selling points for various neighborhoods and whatnot, and, and really put your trust into them once you have solidified that they have that knowledge because that's the reason why even a successful real estate investor, someone who already has a few properties, this is the reason why an agent can take you to that next level because the agent's job is to know the market, is to help guide you toward profitable purchases. And so if you're interested, whether you're going to be a first-time investor, a first-time homeowner, or if you're someone who's already been in the game for a while, but you're really looking to take it to that next level, go ahead and reach out to me. I am able to work anywhere in the state of Louisiana. I can only be a consultant to you if you're outside of the state of Louisiana, but I am willing to be a consultant. But if you're in the state of Louisiana, let's start looking at your area, the areas that you're interested in buying. And also think about this. You don't only have to buy where you live, right? So let's say that you live in Lafayette, Louisiana, but you're interested in growing your real estate portfolio and maybe you want to buy in a couple of different areas. See, personally, I feel like that's a stronger real estate portfolio. Instead of you clustering all of your properties into one specific location, you can have them spread out and you can gain on the profit available in various parts of our state. So if you're interested, hit me up at Word of a Rebel on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. You can also check me out at New Orleans Real Estate and Homes.com. New Orleans Real Estate and Homes.com. You can reach out to me there as well. But if you send me a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, I will respond back to you and give you my number so that we can dialogue directly with each other. You can also email me at J E S B O R D E L O N at Gmail. That's Jess J E S. Bartolon, B-O-R-D-E-L-O-N at gmail.com. And we can talk about how to really set you up with either starting with real estate investing or building on what you already have, like making a plan based on what you have now and where you're trying to be. So that's what I'm here for. If you've got any questions, reach out to me and then I can answer you directly and then possibly do a follow-up episode because I want to get some specific questions from you as the listeners of the podcast and those of, you know, what, what are your questions? What are the things that you want to know about various parts of the state and how to make money on real estate in those spaces, right? And for those of you who have never, ever purchased a property before, I know that you have a lot of questions. And one the question in particular I know that you're going to have is, what credit score do I need? How do I know what my credit score is? Well, here's the thing. You can do a version of a credit check for yourself on creditkarma.com. Yes, it's not going to be exactly the score that the bank is going to use. It's going to be what's called a vantage score. But a lot of people don't even check their score to even see if they're ready, right? People have this fear 
this real intimidation with credit and credit scores. You don't need to be afraid of it, okay? You as the consumer are just as valid as any business or credit giving agency that you've ever dealt with. Whatever your creditors are, you're just as valid as a consumer as they are. A lot of people think that the credit, the credit bureaus are government entities. They're not government entities. They are private businesses that uh, they make money on collecting our data and giving out that data to creditors. So basically if the creditors pay you know, TransUnion and Equifax and whatnot to, to give them the information on consumers. But as a result of that, you can actually contact your credit bureaus and make sure that your information is valid. You, you have that right. And luckily, we actually have in the present day, creditkarma.com is a free resource to accessing your credit reports and basically managing them um, and, and just keeping an eye on them. It's really important to keep an eye on them. Um, and in Credit Karma, you're going to get a Vantage score, like I mentioned, which is not exactly the same as the FICO score, but it will give you a best estimate of where you're at. You can actually look online at the comparison between the Vantage score and the FICO score to see what your, what your comparison is. So for example, if you have a 600 on the Vantage score, you can look at the comparison image and see about approximately where you are on the FICO. Another reason why I tell people to sign up with creditkarma.com is because you're going to monitor the direction that your credit is going in before you pay for a score. Like you want, you can pay to get access to your score, but why keep paying money to get that score if you can just, you know, at least get a guide on, okay, this is the direction my credit is going in. Another thing that people do often whenever they're intimidated by credit is they waste money on credit repair or credit cleaners. That's not a good idea. That's the reason why I started years ago offering credit repair services because I was tired of seeing people be manipulated by these, whether it be a lawyer, whether it be a private business, whatever the case was, I was tired of seeing people be manipulated into forking over hundreds of dollars that you could, you could have used that for something else. There's no reason for that. You should not be paying somebody a monthly fee in order to manage your credit. That's the reason why I offer my services. Now I have three levels of fees for my services. If you want the free option, all you have to do is hit me up. Like I said, at word of a rebel, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, hit me up there and say, look, I want to try the free option. I will send you the link to my article where I explain the steps that you should go through. Now they're not personalized. These are the generic steps. So you'll have to look at your credit report on your own for the free option and figure out a plan for you using the steps in the article. But that's the free option, right? So if you don't have the money to pay me to go through your credit report for you, you can do it yourself and use the steps in my article. The steps are very easy to follow. Anybody can do this if you're, you know, if you feel, if you feel confident enough to handle it on your own. That's what you can do. And the steps, these steps in particular will work for everybody. Okay. But a lot of people say they would really rather have somebody with knowledge go through the credit report and give them feedback. Now that is when I do have to charge because I'm using my time. I'm going to be taking time away from my other business endeavors that I'm involved in, which means that I'm not going to be making money on those things. If I'm looking at your credit report and creating a plan for you, but for $50, I will go through your credit report. I will comb through everything. I will tell you exactly what to do, 
with each account. The difference between me and credit cleaners and credit repair people is that what I actually do is I don't get rid of all your negative accounts. Some of your so-called negative accounts can be managed in a different way so that they are then turned into positives. But I have to see your report to tell you which specific accounts can be changed from negative into positive. Because the more of these accounts that we can transition over into a positive standing, the better. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to pay them off. That's another myth. A lot of people think, well, if I pay it off, it automatically goes into good standing. No, it might not. Okay. That's why, like I said, if I go through the credit report and I create a master plan for you, I'll explain what you should specifically do with that specific account type in order to transition it into a positive. Okay. So that's the $50 option. I'll create a master plan for you based off of your credit report. If you still feel unsure and you want me to do some of the work, cause see with the $50 option, you actually have to do the work. I'm going to give you the plan detailed plan and but you actually have to execute everything on your own but if you're if you still feel like you need some more assistance then it would be a hundred dollars because i'm going to devote a lot more time with the hundred dollar option for you into actually doing some of the grunt work for you i'm still not going to be able to do it all because some of it you will have to do some of it is basically about your credit habits and so those are things that i can't do because i can't personally manage your finance um but some of the work I can do myself and that's the $100 option. Now, if you're somebody in the state of Louisiana or somebody who plans to buy real estate in the state of Louisiana after I repair your credit, then we can talk about negotiating a different price. But that's a conversation that I will have one-on-one -on -one with you if you're interested in buying real estate. Because if I'm your agent, then basically I'm gonna get paid as your agent. So if I get the luxury of doing that, of helping you out, then we can talk about negotiating a different price point. Okay, so that's getting rid of the credit conversation, right? So you reach out to me and let me know which one of the options you want, free $50 or $100 option, and then we can start working on your credit repair. Um, and I know I said credit repair that time, but it's just such a keyword. I don't like it because I'm not really fixing your credit, but a lot of people just go for that term. So I'm gonna go ahead and use it once in a while, but for honest, honestly, what I prefer to call it is credit rebuilding because it's basically reestablishing your foundation and the structure of your credit. But aside from credit, another thing that people are concerned about is, you know, the finances. That is a very, very valid concern. Will you have enough to actually get started in real estate investment? Very valid concern. Okay, so first of all, if you look at your savings account, if, if you are a resident of the state of Louisiana and you're going to be buying real estate here in our state, um, you could actually buy a decent sized property for anywhere from $2,500 to $4,000 down. Uh, there is a reason why this works in the state of Louisiana. Um, this involves down payment and closing costs. I can talk to you one-on-one -on -one as your agent and let you know how that works. That's the process that I use to get started as an investor myself. Um, so I'm, I'm willing to share it with you if you're my client. But yes, $2,500 to $4,000 is enough to get started. Uh, I encourage people to try to use your tax refund if you get one, because think about it that way. Like you're getting, you know, some people might get, you know, $2,500 in a tax refund. Why not go ahead and use that money to buy property, to get started with property? So, 
But some of you may have a savings account where that's already the, the case. Now, some of you are saying, I don't have a savings account and maybe I do get a tax refund, but I don't want to use it this way. I, I want to use it for other things. Or maybe I don't get a tax refund. What am I supposed to do? How do I possibly set aside enough money to be able to qualify for what you're talking about? Well, basically, you need to cut down your budget because I don't know how you're going to get more income. I don't know. I don't know your situation because, it, you know, if you if you're listening to me and you want more guidance on how to get more income, hey, shoot me a message once again. I will I will hit you up and tell you some passive income options maybe that you could use. I don't know. Um, but I don't know your situation. But one thing that everybody can do is reduce their budget. And I've gone on and on about this. This is one of those key things that I constantly go back to because if you want to get ahead, you have to make sacrifices and cutbacks in the present. And that's just real. And I'm speaking from a place of experience because in order for me to get ahead, I had to take time and set aside a year or two of intense sacrifice in order to get ahead, in order to get started with real estate investments. So uh, I have several episodes where I talk about it. You want to cut back your budget. One of the things I did was I did without a vehicle for a year. So there was no car note, no insurance. I downsized the living space that we were in so that my, my, day, my monthly budget was a lot lower. I reduced my food cost budget massively, but still kept everything healthy and tasty. Just really greatly reduced the food cost budget. And because of that sacrifice, I was able to get ahead financially. So if you really truly are like, look, I'm, I, I'm not going to get a tax refund or I don't want to use it for that. You know, um, I can't make any more money where I'm working. I, I can't work any more hours than I already am. How am I going to make it and get some money set aside? You got to make cutbacks. That's the best way to possibly do it. Okay. Um, some of you may have um, assets or things that you can sell that you haven't even considered. Now, on the obvious tip, something that you could sell to get that money would be a vehicle that you don't need, a vehicle that you paid off. Maybe you're going to sell your vehicle as a form of sacrifice and get that money and use it to buy real estate and then get yourself ahead with a lower cost of living uh, and buy you something else in the future. Maybe you'll do it that way. Maybe you'll just sell an extra vehicle that you have. Some of you actually could go ahead and do um, a little a garage sale or you could sell things on eBay or Etsy or some of these auction websites that are available online. You can Craigslist some things like go comb through your property top to bottom and find anything of any type of potential economic value and list it and sell it at every dollar that comes in. Tuck it away into a savings account. Act like you don't even see it. You don't even know about it. It does not exist. Right. All you got to do for a lot of these online auctions is just take a picture Post a picture with a description, set a price point, boom. You just, you know, put up something for your, on your storefront. Um, and other thing that you could potentially do, you could also um, go around to garage sales and buy things for like super, super cheap and do the same thing. List those things on those online auctions. So maybe you'll buy like, you know, uh, $10 worth of thing at like garage sales, but then you could turn around and flip it and sell it for like $200. And then once again, that's extra money. You put that into that savings account and you act like you don't even see it, right? Now, if any of these options for how to set aside money doesn't sit well with you, 
and you still feel like, man, I really want to get involved in real estate investing or I really want to buy my first home so that way I have something to pass on to my kids. But I just I'm not filling any of these options that she's giving me right now. That's cool. Go ahead and hit me up. Like I said, at Word of a Rebel, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter, and let me know that you're still looking for additional options. I'm willing to give you a quick little, you know, 30 seconds of my time to say, hey, have you thought about this? One of the things that you could do to help me give you advice is in the message. Tell me a little bit about yourself, things that you're good at. What work do you do currently? What's your education background? What part of the state are you living in or what part of the country? Because once again, I'm willing to be a consultant to you if you're outside of the state of Louisiana. OK, um, give me a little feedback on who you are and then I can better give you advice on what forms of passive income you could possibly participate in because there's a lot of them. But how do you figure out which one's going to work for you? So you can send me that message. Um, so that's another way to get that money to set aside. So we've, we've gone through two of the greatest concerns that people have whenever they're trying to make a real estate decision, you know, d credit report. Um, do I have enough capital? And then the third thing is, does it really save you money to buy a property over renting? Yes. Yes, it does. Unless you are renting an apartment, you are definitely paying way more than you should for the space that you live in. And some of these apartments, matter of fact, at least 50%, if I had to put a guesstimate onto it, are overpriced as well for the amount of living space that you receive. But the reason why some apartment complexes are actually a good way to save money is because everybody living on the property is putting to money toward the mortgage for that property. Don't get it twisted. Those apartment complexes, a lot of them are still um, in a mortgage situation where the owner of the property still has to pay on that property. So... If there's like 20 people living in an apartment complex and you guys are all paying rent, a portion of the, of your rent is going to pay the mortgage. And then the remainder of that is the profit that the person who owns the property receives. Right. So because there's like 20 of you helping pay toward that mortgage, then you're likely to still be able to save money. But some of these apartment complexes, they ain't trying to save y'all money. They're really trying to abuse some people out here. I'm just going to be honest with y'all. There are some apartment complexes I feel that are grossly inflating these rental prices. We know some of these rental markets are insane. But if you buy a property, you are only paying your mortgage. See, if you're renting a house, you're paying somebody's mortgage plus putting profit into their pockets. Because if a real estate investor is gonna buy a property, they wanna make profit, okay? So they're gonna have to charge more than their mortgage in order for them to put something in their pocket. Now, some people who I feel like are a little better established i personally feel i just think it's a wiser choice to buy a multi-unit property because as the investor then you're able to make more profit because you have more than one tenant helping you out with paying those expenses and then able to give you some profit on that property so back to what i was saying you are saving money by buying a home if you're buying a single family home for you and your family to live in you're still reducing your cost because you're not paying somebody else's mortgage and their profit, right? If you're buying as an investor and then what you're going to do is buy and then rent it out, you're obviously saving money because you're going to charge rent, like I said, in order to make a profit. So you're not really adding to your financial burden. You're actually going to be adding to your profit. You feel me? Okay, so like I mentioned, I do advise people to do the multifamily um, if possible in your area. Not all areas uh, are feasible in that way, but if possible, 
multifamily is a really good way to go. Now, I personally want to say just ethically, y'all try to be reasonable with the rents that y'all set because in some places, in some neighborhoods, people are being priced out of the neighborhood and it's not fair. And some of these situations, it's really not necessary because as long as you're making a profit, you should be happy. There's no reason to abuse renters, especially if you know the income, average income of your renters in that area don't make enough to make ends meet. You really need to think about your market. That's another thing that an agent can help you with because I'm not going to advise you to buy something that's at an inflated price just because I'm going to get a commission if I don't think you can actually rent it out and make a profit. So you have to be mindful of that. And once again, that's what an agent is there for is to help you make a wise choice based on, you know, your budget and the profitability potential of that property. So I hope that I have addressed some of your concerns in the podcast today. I just wanted to reach out to all of you guys who are interested in real estate or already participating in real estate to kind of address some of the concerns that you might have. So once again, we just squashed your greatest concerns. We just talked about credit. It's not a big boogeyman monster hiding ready to bite you. It's not no massive barrier blocking you. There's ways of getting through it, right? And some of you listening right now already have a high enough credit score and don't even realize it, okay? We talked about how to address your credit issues. If you need help with that, hit me up, let me know. We talked about the budget concerns and we talked about whether or not you're actually gonna save money. So by the time we get to the end of this podcast, I hope that if you have any further concerns that you will contact me, please do. Because I do want to know what else to talk about in future podcasts. What other questions do you have for me that I can address? If you're interested in whether doing, you know, the credit rebuilding or, you know, probably getting started with, you know, purchasing your first property or purchasing additional properties, I am here. Holla at me at Word of a Rebel, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I gave my email out to y'all earlier. You can also check out my website, neworleansrealestateandhomes.com. You can check out information there. I try to keep things fresh on the website just so you can have some content, get a feel for the market in New Orleans as it is. But don't forget, just because I'm based out of New Orleans does not mean I can't help you. If you're anywhere in the state of Louisiana or if you're planning to buy anywhere in the state of Louisiana, I'm your girl. Once again, this has been Word of a Rebel. Peace.